Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise. This incredible, the 1015ers. You may be seated. The 1015ers. The ones that love that little bit extra sleep. Nice little time on the pillow. Enjoy that moment. It's good to see you guys in the house of God this morning. I just love it. I love being with you guys. This is like a red killer family. Like, last time I was here was four years ago. Four years ago. I was here the first Sunday we trans, City Point transitioned this church to become a City Point. I was there for the first 12 months helping lead worship right here in this service um, when, when the sound wasn't all that good, when, you know, when, when things were in the adjustment and the change. But I just love what God's doing. Hey, do you love what God's doing? Isn't it incredible? And I would just love, I just love, love, love your pastors. And, you know, Becky sends her love, and, and we just want to honor Pastor Sam and Kay. Can we just, we just, come on, from the front of everybody, put your hands together, just loving. Sometimes... Sometimes familiarity can sink in, and sometimes we can kind of somewhat uh, unknowingly take for granted what's right in front of us, and we've got to realize you have incredible leaders. And pa- our senior pastors, Mark and Lee, have, have totally entrusted these guys with the, the incredible responsibility of seeing Redcliffe one for Christ. And I'm telling you, it's happening. Guess what? There's, there's a shift. There's a change. There's, there's something, a move of God that's taking place, and you just you watch out. These, this building, I'm telling you, this is just going to be an overflow room of just God just doing incredible things. And so yes, the City Point in um, Colorado is going good. I don't know if you guys know, but you guys do have family in Colorado. And I would love to just give a shout out to David, Ashley, and Christy. Stand up, just real quick. This is our crew, the young adult crew from Colorado. So make sure you just give them a big, massive hug just on the way out before the day's ends. But um, if you ever want to come to Colorado, go snowboarding. We'll take you up there. We'll do, you know, hang out, have a coffee, and hit the snow. Who loves the snow? Come on, you gotta, we're, we're in a little bit of a freeze at the moment, you know, so we, we've hit some like negative 10 degrees Celsius weather, you know, and it's just been nice, and then come back in here, and it's like, uh, you know, the first day we got here, it was what, 34, I, I believe, on Wednesday, I was like, oh, this is, thank God I'm in Colorado, but, uh, right, and, um, but, uh, hey, God's been doing some incredible things in Colorado, it's just in, in, insane, you know, and, and uh, just uh, just want to tell you that God's on the move, and, and it's an accelerated pace in what he's doing in the church of Jesus Christ around the world. And, um, you know, for us, just a little bit of a background, um, we did we used to run all things creative across all City Point locations, and um, we, we helped facilitate all the albums and the writing of the records and all that kind of stuff. But um, God did put a, a drop the bomb in our hearts to transition our, our location over in Colorado. When we transitioned, it was 20 people, and we were in a small, tiny building had coffee stains on the carpet and it stunk. It was really, it stunk really bad. And it was, it was, it was, uh, it was like crazy and the screens didn't work and there was no curtains on the, on the windows and the, the couches were different colors in the foyer. And it was just one of those odd things, you know, and, and uh, my, my, Becky grabs my hand. She grabs my hand during the, the front of the service and there's 20 people and we're, there's a transition Sunday. She grabs my hand, she squeezes it and she's like, what did we just do? And I looked at her and I'm like, babe, just Jesus, just, just Jesus. This is, this is just Jesus. God's put this in our hearts. Something's going to happen. Do you realize in the first two months we went from 20 people to 100 people? And then all of a sudden it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And we raised money and raised money and eventually moved out of that building. And we leased three spaces and renovated uh, at, at the shopping center, uh, three spaces, which is now the City Point Church. Uh, and God's just blessed us tremendously. And guess what? We're right with you guys. This is the cool thing. We just launched our second service January 7th. 
January 7th. Do you realize in January alone, we've just doubled as a church? We've just doubled. We saw more salvations in January than we did in the last four months of 2017. Man, God is just an accelerated rate of what he's doing. And what an incredible thing was is uh, just an incredible testimony because... You know, um, my, when, I, when I moved to uh, Colorado three months after, I, I really didn't have a relationship with my dad, but when I moved there, I started rebuilding a relationship with my dad, and he got diagnosed with stage four leukemia cancer. And I mean, I just when it hit so personally to me, I just got this aggressive hatred towards cancer. And I told our church, this is not going to, this is not, this church ain't going to deal with cancer. This is a cancer free zone. Uh, we believe God's going to heal cancer. Do you know what? In the last four, in the last 12 months, not only did my my dad get completely healed, but there's been four cases of cancer completely healed in Jesus' name. One lady, one lady just in November went to saw the doctor and it was, she got diagnosed with uterus cancer, 5% chance with chemo, 0% chance without. She came to a Tuesday night service. We've got a worship and prayer service that we do every Tuesday night. It's awesome. It's a worship leader's dream. It's like we just worship and we just prophesy and we just encounter God in an hour and a half. No announcements. No, no videos. No tithes and offerings. It's just a moment to come together as the church and, and encounter God. And, and, and we had a guy, we, had, we pulled up this lady in her 40s, and she had this cancer, and we pulled her up, and the, and the, the guy, uh, this guy we praying for her had a vision of the Holy Spirit passing through her body and taking the sickness. And to the natural mind, that's like, man, that's whacked out. That's like someone's on opium, someone's on drugs. It's weird, but it's crazy, but it's real. And the Holy Spirit passed through her body and took this three weeks later. The Denver hospital called her up and said, hey, come do a blood test before we uh, 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 do the chemo on your body. And so she went and they, they did this test on her. It came back and this is what they wrote on the report. This is what they wrote. They said, we can't find a thing. You don't have to worry about anything anymore. Goodbye. See, Jesus is alive and he's good and he's well. His church is moving. His spirit, come on. He deserves your praise right now. I don't know about you, but you're 10, 15, you've had two coffees by now. You should put your hands together. You should be loud. You should be excited. I need you to say amen me. I need you to be with me today because God's going to do something in your hearts. I really believe someone's come with hearing problems. During worship, God said that, that you have, uh, you've had, it's been really affecting you. Someone here having hearing problems, just raise your hands. Right here, is there someone else up in the back, hearing problems? Anybody else with hearing problems that's just an affecting with your ear? Two more hands being raised. Keep your hands up. I want you, those, that, those around them, I want you to start put you, putting your hands towards these people. This, this is a real deal. God wants to heal these people. Come on, those in the back, just near the hands that are raised, just put your hands, if we can have some leaders maybe gather around some of these people too, just put your hands towards them. We're just going to believe right now. And this is not weird. This is, this is normal. Parting the Red Sea and seeing ocean part is weird. You know, like, but this is God in his goodness, in his mercy, in his loving kindness wants to heal. And I really believe right now. Come on, we're going to play. Just, just begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're believing for he- these ears to open. We're believing right now, God, for a move of God, for these ears to come, just come open in Jesus' name. By your blood and by your stripes, it's done, it's finished. It's ours. Healing is ours. Healing is ours because of what you've done, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, that reveal your goodness. Reveal your tender mercy right now in Jesus' name. Come on, Father, we just believe. Come on, speak to those ears. There's someone's right ear just opening right now. Someone's right ear opening right now in Jesus' name. Come on, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Deaf ears, you 
you hear again in Jesus' name. Come on, those, those that put your hand up, I want you to click near your ears. I want you to click near your ears. Test it. Test it. Test it. Let me know. Let me know. Wave your hand if something's happening. Wave your hand if something's happening. Wave your hand if you're, if you're hearing. You're hearing, you're hearing something? You're hearing something? You're hearing something a little bit in your left ear? Come on, come on, just begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. This is what church is, God. This is what, the, this is what God's given us. We've got the authority in the, in the name of Jesus to exude this power and this authority to say right now, in Jesus' name, we believe for these ears to open. In Jesus' name, we bind that sickness. It is a curse. It is not of God. We believe right now that restoration and wholeness can come to those ears. In Jesus' mighty name, we believe in God. We stand on it. We, we agree with you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, one more time. Check it. One more time, I check it. The lady in the back, check it. Just check, just, just check. Something, come on. I believe, I believe God's just gonna do something incredible. Come on, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it. Amen, amen. Someone with, uh, I just, like, just right between your shoulder blades, there's been pain in your back. That just, it's, it's excruciating pain. Someone with, just, just between your shoulder blades, that just, there's pain in your shoulders. It's almost hard to lift up your shoulders in this place. Is that someone in this place? Someone in this place, just in the, up in the back, three hands being raised. Come on, let's put our hands toward these people. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, healing, God, in the, in, the, in the back, healing in the spine, by your blood and by your stripes, God, we just pray and we heal. Come on, it's your faith, it's your faith. Come on, believe. Don't, don't let the, the enemy negotiate with you. Don't let unbelief try to, to trick you and, and, tra- and trade this moment, but this is God's moment, Father, to heal in Jesus' name. We're just seeing uh, the uh, comfort come to those, Lord, those backs. Lord, we're praying an ease to the muscles, Lord, the tendons, the joints, everything right now in the name of Jesus. Just come and ease, Lord, a breakthrough, God, in Jesus' name for this, whether it was from a crash or whether it was from an accident, we just thank you, God, that you're the miraculous God that can just bring and bring brand new spine, a brand new, uh, 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 an incredible condition, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Come, we believe it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come, we can just give God some praise this morning. Please let me know. Let, let us know if you're feeling something. You feeling something up in the back? Come on, in Jesus' name. I'm believing that during the service, it's just more and more in Jesus' name. See, guess what? It's just, it's just amazing. We've just seen an acceleration of signs, wonders, and miracles in Colorado. Colorado is a very dry and desolate spiritual climate. The churches, uh, uh, what God's doing is he's, he's doing a shift because so many churches are, 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 are swimming in ankle-deep water. And, and, and it's like God is calling us to, as the church of Jesus Christ, like Carolina just said. It's amazing that at the Young Adults Conference, God was, was speaking a global thread of, of what he's doing, a call back. And it's amazing. Last Sunday, we had Vision Sunday. And we, we could have shared to City Point, Colorado, the vision of, hey, we're going to have a location in Denver, and we're going to do this, and we're going to buy brand new speakers, and we're going to have reclining seats for you to come into the church that warm you up in the, uh, around the bottom and, and just have have you know popcorn delivered to you during the service but it was like no God said to us come on Aaron hearts need to be turned to the Holy Spirit 
Your heart needs to be turned not to the natural, not the things that we see with our natural eyes, but see with our spiritual eyes that God is doing something on the earth and our hearts need to be turned to the Holy Spirit. That I declared and I prophesied last Sunday and just hearing what a few of the pastors spoke over this last week in that Young Adults Conference and what God wants to speak to you as Redcliffe, that I truly, truly believe this is a prophetic declaration that there is an overflow of the presence of God, and an unprecedented amount of, of his presence going to be unleashed in your life, in all that you put your hand to, in all that you do, your marriage, your friendships, your relationships, because guess what? When the presence of God comes, man, all of heaven, it's armies, it's angels, it's freedom. Come on, this is really good. And, and you, when you amen and you clap your hands, you're receiving something this morning. God wants to bring an overflow of his goodness to your life. And it's a prophetic declaration. It's a prophetic declaration, and I believe what God is going to, to, to open up and unpack today is going to minister to you and show you, and there's a bit of teaching, and I want to get to that point where we can have a moment with God and worship towards the end. But just open your heart and just know that wherever walk of life you're in, if you just come off the streets, man, maybe you just had a hangover uh, this morning from last night. If you've just come off the streets or you've been a Christian for 35 years, you need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You need to quicken your heart and quicken your ears and tune into the frequency of what God is saying right now. So turn with me to Luke 3.16. Turn with me to Luke 3.16, NLT version. It says this, it should be on the screen. John answered, this is John the Baptist. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater than I'm not even worthy to be his slave and not to untie the straps of his sandals. He, being Jesus, will baptize. Everybody say baptize. Come on, say baptize. You with the Holy Spirit and with fire. God, let the, just, oh Jesus, we thank you, Father. Let your presence just fall in this place. We thank you, Father, for the seeds of your word that are about to be spoken. Let them be spoken from mere man, but let them be spoken straight from your heart. And let them be delivered to receptive and open hearts in this incredible moment that we have together as a church family. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? I want you to firmly nudge, like firmly nudge, like poke, your neighbor and say, here comes the overflow. Now gently nudge your other neighbor and say, God's not forgetting you. He's going to bring the overflow to you as well. You're not forgotten. He cares about you. Okay, overflow, overflow. See, God is doing something on the earth. And John the Baptist is, is in this moment, and he's, and he's saying, you, you think what's happening right now and baptizing in water, you think this is awesome? Just wait. You think 2017? was awesome and you had some God encounters, some moments, just wait. 2018, starting today, 2018, two services, an incredible, uh, 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 just already, just an incredible testament to the, the, uh, the opening of option, that, the option that you guys now have to invite and be a bringer and bring your lost friends to two services, that you can come and serve in one service and then sit in one service. Because man, I'm addicted to the presence of God. I'm addicted to his church. I'm addicted to the seeing people's lives being changed. And I'm praying that you would see and grasp this. And John the Baptist is saying, come on, you need to be baptized. What is baptism? Baptism baptism in the Spirit of God is not a sprinkling. So many Christians like to turn on the faucet and just watch it drip, 
drip, drip. It's not a sprinkling. It's not a little outpouring. The baptism of the Spirit means, in the, in, in the Greek, it means baptizo. It means an immersion. An immersion, an inundatedness. And if we're going to flow in the supernatural this year, if we're going to live in this overflow, if we're going to catch this wave, and I am a really bad surfer. I really, really suck. I really do. It's, it, last time I went, I went with my brother-in-law, Josh, and I, I, I went out and I, I, I paddled out and I felt really good. And all of a sudden, I got on the wave, and I'm, I'm up on the wave, and then another wave and it was in front of me. And then all of a sudden, I hit that wave, and I did a flip. And all of a sudden, the board came down and totally just cut my eye. And I'm like... I took the board and I threw it on the beach and I'm like, never again. But see, that's why I moved to Colorado. But it's about positioning ourselves and saying, God, there's an overflow of coming to the body of Christ and I need to position my heart. I need to position my heart and catch this. And I, need, I want to take you on a journey today because the reality is this. Man, when I was uh, growing up, I mean, my parents were Christians. My dad used to, you know, uh, they were divorced when I was five, but they, were, they, they loved Jesus. And, and my dad used to sit me down on the, the blanket in the back and pull out the Bible and, and, and teach us the word. And my mom used to just shout scriptures down. So moms, please don't, please don't stop shouting scriptures at your kids. Like, even if they don't want it. Like, I do that to my daughter, Sienna, now. Like, she's, she, she, at eight o'clock, she, she goes and waits by the bus. You know, those big U.S. yellow buses that take the kids to, to school. And I'm, like, shouting as she walks to school. I'm like, Sienna, you're a you're a woman of God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And she looks back at me and she goes, Dad, come on. Like, seriously. And, 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 but, you know, so at a young age, I gave my heart to Christ. I received salvation. I received that moment. When you ask Jesus to come into your life, it's a moment of regeneration. It's an adoption into his family that you are now saved, that you are set free, that you receive the forgiveness of God. But that wasn't complete. Two years later, I found myself in this small church called Times of Refreshing. Awesome little church. And they had a, 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 an older gentleman playing the acoustic and singing songs like, Look what the Lord has done. Come on. He healed my... See, the first service was the same. Do you guys not know worship music from the 90s? Next week, that's all we're playing. We're, we're, we're doing a recap, a karaoke of 90s. God is good. And all the time, put a song. Anyways. Um, but I found this church, and they talked about being baptized in water, which you guys do here in this community. And we do across all our locations at City Point. And I, I remember that moment, man, when I got in the tank, and it was this old kind of Catholic building, and, and, and I went down, and I went, came back up, and it was like my old man left, and I came back up, and there was new life, and I was a new creation in Christ, and it was a beautiful moment, but yet it was incomplete. Still one foot in the world, one foot in the church, one foot dancing with alcohol, drugs, and girl, one foot going to Sundays with Jesus. And all of a sudden in grade 11, I had a chance to go in, in, in March of every year. There's, they, there's a thing called spring break in, uh, in, in, the, in the U.S. And spring break, all the high school students and college students, they all hit either parts of the U.S. or they go to Mexico. And that year, I went with all of our senior grade 12 friends, and we hit Mazatlan, Mexico for one long week of partying. And I went there on Monday, you know, it's just party, party, party from this moment you arrive and then you wake up Tuesday with a hangover and then party, 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 girls, 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 and then Wednesday you do the same and then Thursday hit and something changed. Thursday hit, woke up, 
It's 10 o'clock in the morning. All of our, 25 of my friends gathering around in the pool at the hotel, and we're right on the beach. All of a sudden, we're gathering around, and all my friends start drinking beer and, and hanging around the pool. But man, something in my, not in my, 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 my physical body felt wrong. It was just all of a sudden, my spirit, something felt off. This discontentment rose up in my spirit. And I told my friend, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I got, I got to go. I got to go for a walk. And I went down to the stairs, and I went down to the beach of Mazatlan, and I started walking along the beach. And I wasn't that much of a Christian then, and I didn't know how to pray to God. I didn't even know if this, this, this God in the sky was even listening to me. Uh, I, I knew what my mother and father said, but I just started crying out to God, and I just started praying. And one hour passed, and just tears in my eyes, and frustrated with life, and still feeling rejected and depressed, and going, what's going on? I, what am I doing? I'm parting my life away. What's happening? Two hours went by, still walking up and down miles, and sorry, kilometers up and down the beach, and, and, and walking up and down the beach, and then all of a sudden, three hours hits, and the encounter took place. All of a sudden, man, the Holy Spirit, right in that moment, I didn't know what took place. I just felt good. This is better than any drug, man. This was amazing. It was like, what just took place? This joy, This overwhelming joy just filled my heart. And all of a sudden, I started speaking in tongues. This language, I'm like, and I'm like, man, what is that? That's weird. I sound like something in Star Wars. That's crazy. I'm freaking me out. What's going on? And I I started doing this thing, and I started running up and down the beach, singing songs from Delirious and praising God and and shouting out the top of my lung. And then you had the guys that were selling all the glasses and and the fake watches that cost like, you know, they're they're selling them for like 50 bucks, but they cost them like 50 cents to make. And, And I'm just, I'm like loving life. And all of a sudden, something changed inside of me. I felt this completeness. I went back, I went back, and all of a sudden, they're they're like, hey, man, do you want me to get you a shot of vodka or like a beer or something like that? And I'm like, no, man, I don't want to drink, but what you need to know is about Jesus. Can I tell you about Jesus? So we went to a party that night, and one by one, after they started getting drunk, because I mean, know when you get drunk, it's really easy to tell people about Jesus. It's amazing. Just just go to a bar and just be like Jesus and just share God's love. It's amazing. And one by one, I'd pull them out of the table and sit sit them down, and I'd just start sharing Jesus with them, because something inside me has shifted because when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and in fire, you start to take on the nature and the very characteristic of God himself. You start to be immersed in, in the atmosphere. You start to, to, to take on Christ's likeness. Now, now, what am I saying? Yes, you can become like Christ when you give your heart in salvation and, and in Christ. But I'm telling you, that is not complete. There's more. There's something more that God wants to do in your life to empower you, to embolden you, to put you in a place of influence and impact in 2018 where, man, you're going to see your marriage thrive like you've never seen your marriage thrive. You, you think your business hasn't been in a season of failure and decline, you're about to go from failure to success to absolute extravagant thriving because of the power of God that's going to come on your life. And see, no one's clapping. Can I urge you guys, just because we're predominantly, our our, our generation is kind of quiet, you know, we like to let me sit back and just, yeah. Good on you, Japanese Jesus. That's awesome, man. You know, and it's, you're saying in your head. But when you clap your hands and you shout an amen, you're affirming something in your spirit. And you're saying, heart, you are open. The fertile soil in your heart, I'm ready to receive. And I agree. 
with what the Spirit of God is saying. And I want this. Raise your hand if you want something from God this morning. Come on, raise your hand if you want something from God this morning. God wants us immersed. God wants us to be overflowing. The only way to have an overflow of the kingdom is to have an overflow with the king. God wants you overflowing with Jesus. Overflowing. I mean, you've seen those drunk people, man. It's like, man, it's like once that alcohol gets in their system, I had this introverted friend that would come to me at these parties before I got saved, and, and he'd grab a beer from the keg, and he'd go to the kitchen, and he'd just hang out in the corner, be all quiet. Man, how many know when three beers hits his system, things change. He takes on the nature of what he is consuming, and all of a sudden, he's the loud, boisterous, crazy one that you have to carry out the door and put in his own bed at home because all of a sudden something consumed him. In the same way, God wants to consume your entirety. He wants to overflow in your thinking, overflow in your actions, overflow in your decisions, financially, mentally, everything in your life, relationally. He wants to overflow. And I'm declaring, I'm declaring, and I'm prophesying over this church. You're about to see the greatest days of this church. What God destined 35 plus years ago is about to take place in 2018. An overflow of peace, an overflow of unity, an overflow of power. It's for too long have Christians had brownouts and blackouts. It's time for Christians to awake and arise in power. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's better than a juicy bacon cheeseburger, you know, that goes down with chicken salted chips and a beautiful Coke. It's beautiful, more beautiful than any Netflix show that you can watch and, and binge watch, you know. It's, it's the power of God. It's church. It's life. It's exciting. And it's not just me getting passionate. I'm trying to pull something out of you this morning. I'm trying to allow the Holy Spirit to do something inside of your life that will be transformational, be historical. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So I'd love to just kind of, as a, as, a, as a now a lead pastor, I've had to grow up and um, become a teacher. And uh, so I'd love to just kind of just go into a little bit of teaching at the moment, if you don't mind, and bring some clarity to this. In Isaiah 28, the prophet Isaiah prophesied. Beautiful prophecy. In 28.11, he prophesies this in the, in the New King James Version. He says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. He's prophesying about the upper room. He's a prophesying about what John the Baptist was about to tell his disciples. Jesus is going to come, and, and man, he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So we need some clarity on this. You need to understand this. This is good to understand what God, what, what the difference between salvation, the baptism of water, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number one is this. Write this down. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Christ. Jesus is the centrality of all that we are and all that we do. The Holy Spirit, it is a communion of the Trinity, and his whole job is to point us to Jesus. His whole job is to baptize us, immerse us in the baptism, in the resurrection of Christ, so that we, like just Paul says in Romans 3, that we are baptized in the communion of his death, that in him we come alive. So the Holy Spirit baptizes, and it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are 
we're free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Number two, the disciple baptizes us in water. What did Jesus say in Matthew 28 when he says, go into all the nations and Make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be Steve Aoki or, or the Asian Dave Grohl or Japanese Jesus baptizing them with the, or, or your pastor Sam Kay. It doesn't have to be that. Anybody can baptize someone in water because you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Number three, Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Luke 3.16, he said, he who means Jesus will baptize you in what? In the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. Holy Spirit and with fire. It's very important that you and I understand the difference between one and three. The difference between one is that we are baptized of the Holy Spirit. We've got to understand these key words in, in the text that uh, really illuminate and, and open up a revelation that is so grander than what our, our minds can uh, comprehend. So number one is you're baptized of the Holy Spirit. Number three, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus baptizes us in. Another word for in in the dictionary is with. So we are baptized in and with Christ in that moment in time. He baptizes us in this place. Let me give you an example. D.L. Moody, a revivalist, an incredible man of God. If you haven't read about him, you need to read about him. An incredible man of God. This, this guy was just so devout. He, was, he, he knew his word. He, he, was, he, was, uh, he, he had a church in Chicago. And because of his denomination, they, they took out a part of his testimony because they didn't believe in this Holy Spirit thing. So they took out that part of the testimony, and just recently this testimony has come to the surface and has been revealed. And this testimony went like this. In Chicago, in the early days of his ministry, D.O. Moody, not knowing uh, all things, went through Bible college, loved God, loved Jesus, was committed, was saved, uh, you know, was baptized in water, uh, but his church was powerless. His church wasn't growing. His church wasn't seeing signs and wonders and miracles. And it came to a point that two little old ladies Praise God for strong little old ladies. Two little old ladies went up to D.L. Moody, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, Excuse me, Pastor, but we believe that you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If we're going to see a move of God, you need the Holy Spirit. And this is what D.L. Moody said. He says, I'm sorry, I've already been saved and I received the Holy Spirit at salvation. I don't need the Holy Spirit at baptism. So he went on his business. But thank God for contending. Everybody say contend. You need to contend for your beliefs. When God said renew your mind, it means contend for the mind of Christ and not the worldview that's being bombarded at your mind every single day. It means content. If your spirit doesn't believe that he is the healer, you need to contend. You need to go to the word and you need to grab the scriptures about healing and you need to contend and renew your mind so it breaks through your intellect, it breaks through the worldview, it gets through to your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, it cracks the, the crack of the ground on the end of your soul and it gets to your spirit where all of a sudden the revelation awakens and you go, wow, he is the healer. You need to contend. So what do these little old ladies do? They contended. It was a beautiful thing. They tapped on D.L. Moody's shoulder again and said, Pastor, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need this fire. I believe you need this. So something sunk deep in D.L. Moody. He went downstairs to his basement and he started to contend. He pulled out the Bible. He started to research. He started to pray. And finally, at the midnight hour, one night, all of a sudden, he looks up to heaven and he prays to God. And he said, God, 
if you're real, if this is real, if this what these little old ladies are saying is real, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And right there in that moment, he had an encounter just like I did on the beaches of Mazatlan. And all of a sudden, in his own words, he said it was like liquid love filling my entire being. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, man, his church had the power of God. Hundreds and thousands started coming to church and getting healed and saved. They said that D.L. Moody would walk through the factories and people would be slain in the spirit. And, and when that, what that means is that they just drop and they hit and they hit the ground and the power of God is on them and God's moving on their life. And then people would fall to their knees repenting and asking God for forgiveness because of the power that was on this man's life. You need to understand every Christian needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every Christian needs a sense of saying, Jesus, I need you. I receive you. Jesus, I need the baptism water just like was exemplified to me. But I need, I need the power of God to be baptized, immersed, baptizo, a moment where nothing's going to be the same. Oh, going to Colorado, my heart, I mean, I'm just, what I love about, let me just tell you what I love about Aussies. I love that you're black and white. Don't stop being black and white. Tell it how it is. It's like when I, when I first worked here, I was working out of Woolworths Warehouse. Man, I'm just like, I started sharing Jesus with everybody. And, I just, and, and one guy just goes, dude, don't you dare share Jesus with me, man. I don't, don't, don't. I'm like, you sure, man? You sure? Just don't. I, I love, like, but Americans, man, they're so much rooted in religion. Just because of years of familiarity. So much rooted in religion. And I just praise God. I, my heart breaks, especially because I'm back in my home state. I'm back in my hometown. And God, over the last two and a half years, he, um, it was about May this year, and all of a sudden, my heart started getting, I was like, the church kind of took a, a plateau, and I started getting a bit weary, and, and, I, and a couple took me out to, to church, or to coffee, and, and he sat me down, three beautiful young girls, and he sat me down, and he said, Pastor, and he goes, man, I can't keep coming back to your church. And I said, why? Oh, well, I was kind of st- shocked and stunned. I had plans for this guy. He wanted to be a pastor, and he goes, man, because people speak in tongues, and they shout during worship, and, and uh, you're praying for the sick, and uh, we just don't believe in that stuff. And my heart sunk, and I'm like, because I'm a people person, I love, I'm an, I'm an extrovert. You, you guys fuel me. Like, I love people, right? And I love people, and, and, and it broke me. And then all of a sudden, one of my key leaders comes up to me, and he, he attended a church. They do hour services, and they don't pray for the sick, and they don't do altar calls. They don't take up communion. They don't receive tithes and offerings. It's just 10 minutes of worship, and, and, and nothing, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bagging any model, but he comes back, and he goes, man, this church is 25, 30,000 people, and they're packing out two services on Saturday night, two Sunday morning services of 4,000 each in this massive, uh, huge building, and, and uh, maybe we should cut our worship. Maybe we should stop praying for the sick. Maybe we should stop doing this and this and this. And my heart got destroyed. And God, I, I was praying and I'm like, God, what should I do? And, and God said this word. He goes, he goes, call Jürgen Mathesius. And I'm like, what? It's a pastor out of Sydney that moved to San Diego 13 years ago out of C3 Church. And he's like, call pastor. And I said, okay. And he goes, and I, I called him up and I started telling him how I was feeling and what I was going through. And he goes, Aaron, can I just tell you our story? He goes, for two years, we were the Australian church. Rock and roll, praise and worship. It was awesome. A couple hundred people, we were growing. It was a beautiful thing. And, but then all of a sudden, he did a four-week series on the Holy Spirit. 
And on the fourth week, God said, don't preach. I just want you to pray for the sick, give words of knowledge. And all of a sudden, the first word of knowledge he gets was someone that was anorexic in the congregation. And it was, it was detrimental to their stomach and, and God really wanted to heal their, heal their situation. And there was a couple in the church. She was Miss Nevada last year, top model of USA. And um, he was the top news anchorman. They, they were the largest tithers in the church, great leaders. And all of a sudden it was her that was anorexic. It was her that was struggling with the problem and she had not told her husband yet. She grabs his hand, squeezes it, and says, we're out of here. We're not doing this Holy Spirit thing. And they get up and they walk out. Two-thirds of the worship team, 10 minutes later, step off the stage, put their instruments down, and walk out of the service. The creative pastor who runs all things creative went up to Jurgen's wife, Leanne, and grabbed her with tears in her eyes and said, don't do it. Don't do this Holy Spirit thing. Don't you want a crowd? And Jurgen said, Aaron, I was discouraged. I was broken. I saw a generation that needed the power of God, that needed to be baptized in his spirit, needed to be baptized in fire. I I saw it, and God said, stick to the path that I've called you to. Do you know a decade later, a decade later, they kept praying for the sick. They kept baptizing people in the spirit of God. They kept believing for the impossible and the supernatural. Do you know a decade later, a decade later, they are now just launched their fifth campus, 11,000 people, and they are seeing San Diego turned upside down. Why? Because they decided it's incomplete for salvation. It's incomplete for just baptism of water. There's more. Everybody say more. There's more for your marriage. There's more for your life. There's more for your business. There's more for you personally in your relationship of intimacy with Christ because that lies in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Stand to your feet this morning. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to put your hands towards heaven this morning. Every eye closed, your hands towards heaven. This is between you and the Holy Spirit. If I had my way, I'd stay for another two hours and pray for every single one of you until... Until. Everybody say until. But right now in this moment, I just want you to start to pray to the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, I receive you. I want you. I'm hungry for you. I want this baptism. You may be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you want, you want more. The Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled. If we're, if we're to be filled by the Holy Spirit, that means we can leak the Holy Spirit. You're to be filled. Come on, God wants to fill you in this moment. Keep your hands high, raise. Come on, keep your hands high and raise. Cry out. Come on, just lift your voices in this place. Just ask for the Holy Spirit. Come on, ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask for the fire of God. Ask for a move of God in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you, God. Holy Spirit, we just want this. We want this. We're hungry for it. Father, this immersion, this inundation, God. Lord, not ankle deep, not knee deep, not waist deep, but God, totally overflowing in the currents of the living water of God and the Spirit of God for this day and age because our world has gone astray. Our world needs the church. Our world needs the love, the grace, the mercy, and the power of God to move forward and say, come on, keep your hands raised. Keep your hands raised. Come on, God. More, 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 Jesus. More, God. 
More God. Come on, more God. Come on, some of you are going to start speaking in tongues. God's going to give you this heavenly language, a heavenly language to edify yourself, to build yourself up. Come on, no, that, that, that no one can understand but God himself. This language is so beautiful that no demon in hell can interrupt that prayer because you're starting to just pray in the Spirit. Come on, Father, right now, this is a new day for the church. This is a new day for the church. Father, I declare this overflow. I declare this overflow. I prophesy, Father, this audacious, incredible, extravagant, lavish overflow in Jesus' name. Lord, where men and women will rise, will rise in a tenacity, in, a, in an openness, in, a, in an unashamed, unashamed boldness in 